Hey, Fidelity. What's it cost to invest with the Fidelity app? Start with as little as $1 with no account fees or trade commissions on U.S. stocks and ETFs. Hmm, that's music to my ears. I can only talk. Investing involves risk, including risk of loss. Zero account fees apply to retail brokerage accounts only. Zero dollar commission applies to online U.S. equity trades and ETFs and retail Fidelity accounts. Sell order assessment fee not included. Some account types and securities excluded. Details at fidelity.com slash commissions. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSE SIPC. This morning on the third hour of today, back to work. How quickly Hollywood's expected to get up and running again now that the strike is over. And why it could still take some time before our favorite shows and movies return. Then, a driving force in fast food. If there isn't a drive-through line, I'm not, I'm not doing it. With more customers staying in their cars, some major chains are making big changes. A look at how the future of food is changing how we get it. Plus, an exclusive first look at a new exhibit honoring the work and life of Oscar-winning director Spike Lee. The first thing they see is the posters from uh, wow. some of the films. From his childhood to his film, hear the meaningful stories directly from the director himself. And singer-songwriter Jewel is here live, sharing exciting news that will fill her fans with spirit. Today, Friday, November 10th, 2023. Live from Studio 1A in Rockefeller Plaza, this is the third hour of today. That's the United States Navy Band Northeast. It's just an honor having them on our plaza all morning long and all the active service members and all the veterans as we observe Veterans Day. And an early thank you to all of you out there who have helped serve our country. We thank you. Welcome to the third hour today. It's a Friday. Friday. That's right. I'm out along with Craig and, Danelle, and Dylan. Chanel is off. Dylan, I was, we combined the two of you. Danelle is off. We've got a lot to start talking about. Starting in Hollywood, National Board for the Actors Union will vote today on that historic agreement that ended, finally, that four-month strike. NBC's entertainment correspondent Chloe Malas is here with all the details on the deal and when we could start seeing some of our favorite movies and shows start showing back up again. Good hey, morning. Chloe. Well, it is a Friday indeed. The deal specifics are being kept under wraps, but SAG-AFTRA's leadership are pointing to what they call major victories at the t- as the TV and film industry gets ready to roll. With the stage set for Hollywood to get back to work, new details have emerged about the tentative deal reached between SAG-AFTRA and the AMPTP, which represents studios and streamers, including NBC News' parent company, Comcast. NBC News has learned from sources familiar with the contract, which will be voted on today by the union's national board, that it includes the largest minimum wage increase in 40 years, a new residual structure for streaming, and for the very first time, AI protections for members. The deal will also raise pension caps and include new guardrails around self-taped auditions. The union's president, Fran Drescher, called the proposal triumphant. It's the largest package in our industry history. Hollywood's biggest stars celebrating the end of the 118-day work stoppage. Viola Davis posting, congrats to all involved. And Kevin Bacon posting a footloose celebration of his own. With the longest actor's strike in Hollywood history over, the spotlight now on the mad scramble to get productions back up and running. 
A number of blockbuster films have already been pushed back. Dune 2, which was supposed to premiere last week, is now set to hit theaters in March. A Quiet Place Day 1 delayed from March of next year to June 2024. And Mission Impossible 8 has been bumped from June to May 2025. Meanwhile, TV's timeline for a return is sliding into next year. Cameras will probably start rolling as soon as early next week, but unlikely to see any new episodes much before January. Deadline reports Wolf Entertainment, the company behind hit franchises like Law & Order and Chicago Fire, could start production soon after Thanksgiving, but only put out just 13 episodes. That abbreviated season likely to become the new norm for network shows looking to get back on track and back on the air. So it will take a while to iron out the logistics and get these productions up and running. But one immediate impact that we are all seeing are that actors are already posting about those upcoming projects for the first time since July. Now, we do expect to get more details on the deal with the SAG-AFTRA board slated to vote on this new contract today at 1 p.m. Pacific. So we Mm. will be able to go through that deal and be able to tell you what's in there. It is fun to hear actors talk about their projects yeah. again like even when timothy chamelay on saturday night live you know just kind of saying willy wonka willy wonka yeah. you know just i know because they couldn't ad. for so long so yep. finally we'll get to know what they're working on it's thank great. goodness during the strike we had writers writing books and <laughs> authors writing, you know all those yeah. actors thank you chloe Woo. enjoy your weekend <laughs> you too sounds like you're going to be spending most of it going through the going going the to the page as my children are screaming <laughs> yes. around me, mommy so. we're hungry <laughs> sorry mommy's <laughs> got to read the contract <laughs> uh we turned out to some big changes in the in the way that we get our food, drive throughs are becoming so wildly popular that, that some major chains are actually doing away with their dining rooms. NBC Sam Brock is behind the wheel in South Florida uh, with more on this trend. Hey, Sam. Craig, guys, good morning. You know, I'm only, by the way, on my 17th cup of coffee this morning so far. There is something that's going on right now that is really a melding of worlds, starting really with the pandemic. People got accustomed to the safety and the convenience of drive throughs but also that met technology and just the ease and the brilliance of being able to order what you want on your app and then just go right through without having to deal with a lot of contact. Pair those two things together, that's where we are right now. What I'm gonna do, I'm putting my phone down for all the moms out there, and we're gonna go and use a traditional drive-through and show you how quick and convenient this can be. Good morning, guys, how are ya? Good morning, welcome to Duncan. Will you be using the mobile app today? I sure will for payment, but I'm gonna give you an order right now. I didn't put this on my phone yet. I'm gonna do the loaded hash browns and the iced macchiato, please. Okay, would you like a large ice macchiato? That would be great. All right. All right, so I'm gonna come grab that from you. All right, you can drive forward, thank you and so much. And he asked about mobile payment. I'm actually gonna scan this to pay it, which, guys, is another layer of convenience as we're just seeing consumers right now that are craving this idea to do things on their terms. And it's why you're seeing such an evolution in fast food in general, or quick service restaurants, as they call it. We come over to the window, get the goods. Hi, Strawberry, thank you so much. All right, what do we got here? Oh, this this is the loaded hash browns. This means there's cheese and there's bacon on there. I don't know how clearly you can see that, but this is kind of the definition of delicious right here. And if I didn't have enough sugar, thank you so much. And carbs, we have the iced macchiato as well. And what you're seeing right now, guys, the trends we're talking about are really driving the explosion in drive throughs These days, it's hold the fries and the human contact. Post-pandemic, customers have been flocking to drive throughs like never before. It's good to order, pick it up, keep it moving. 
New research shows overall dine-in traffic is down almost 50% compared to 2019, while drive through service has become the meat of the business, generating around two-thirds of all revenues for quick-service restaurants. Sometimes you really don't want to leave your house, one, but to be able to leave your house and not get out the car helps. As Americans increasingly choose to grab and go, often with a quick click on their phone, companies are responding with app-based ordering systems, no contact pickups, and some are even closing dining rooms completely. At Chipotle, where part of the appeal used to be seeing your order put together right in front of you. This is where everything is going. Michael Rojas says the majority of the seven restaurants he oversees in Miami get the bulk of their sales through Chipotle's, where drivers order ahead online or via the app and never leave their car. Are you seeing a larger percentage of people that are utilizing the digital? Absolutely. Operation? It went from anywhere between 10 to 12 percent and has gone up to 60 percent in some of my locations. And they're not alone. The whole industry is reimagining its business model. Chick-fil-A announcing a new location in Atlanta with an elevated kitchen and four car lanes underneath for digital and drive through orders. And for a truly futuristic window, check out the Taco Bell Defy in Brooklyn Park, Minnesota. Where at several drive through windows, the food goes not south of the border, but south of a vertical tube after you scan your QR code. And one of America's most iconic coffee options, Dunkin', brewing up new options. Telling NBC News, drive through traffic skyrocketed during the pandemic and remains high. So they've changed to meet guests on their terms, with innovations like order ahead, loyalty programs, digital menu boards, and drive through only restaurants to personalize their visit. Basically, what we're seeing is that drive throughs are getting faster and people are relying on them more because they don't want to dine inside anymore. On social media, drive through love is real. If there isn't a drive through line, I'm not, I'm not doing it. Still, even in 2023, you'll find some people craving what's now become a rarity, real human interaction. You don't really appreciate a person until you see them. Something else that we heard from our experts, guys, that I thought was pretty interesting is this concept of food transparency that for so many years, one of the joys of going to fast food was seeing the preparation before your eyes, whether that's Chipotle with all the fresh ingredients or how your coffee is being made. Well, now the calculation that's been made is people are more concerned with convenience than they are with just, you know, that comfort of seeing it eye to eye. And that's something they're willing to allow to fall by the wayside if it means it's going to be faster, more efficient. And you are still, of course, getting your caffeine fix and sugar fix. Hmm. Back to you. Sam, that's got to be like your third cup. Uh, wow. I want you to pace yourself. Yeah, that's not the only thing that's going to be exploding. Yeah, you know? be careful, buddy. You be careful. Wow, you went there. Yeah. Uh, as he does. Good luck, Sam. It is funny. When I've got the kids in the car and I just need to stop for a coffee and it's like, oh, I got to get out of the car right. and out of the car seats and the buckles. And it's just, uh -oh. I, there is a convenience to it. No question. So, yeah. Give me a draft here. All right. Well, from food to football, we are counting down to Sunday night's showdown between the Jets and the Raiders. And it is, it is time for Friday Football Fever, where we test our NFL trivia knowledge. So here with this week's question, Football Night in America analyst, Chris Sims. Hello, my Today Show friends. Here's your Friday football trivia question. In 1968, an instant classic between the New York Jets and then Oakland Raiders was coming to a pivotal point at the end of the game when the network cut away from the action with only 65 seconds remaining for a pre-planned showing of a made-for-TV movie. What was the name of that movie? Was it A, Of Mice and Men, B, Heidi, C, 
Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, or D, The Little Drummer Boy? B, well, Heidi. Been, you've been yelling out the name so confidently. Heidi. I mean, how can we not go with Heidi? Uh, he would know. I mean, he the was answer there. is B, Heidi, now known in infamy as the Heidi game. When network execs tried to call the control room to cut back to the game, they couldn't get through due to the clogged phone lines from angry fans. Get ready for what we hope will be another instant classic on Sunday Night Football between the Jets and the Raiders. That's right. That's and that game was on NBC. Oh, so you remember it clearly. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All right. Be sure to tune into Sunday Night Football. The Jets at the Raiders coverage begins at 7 on NBC and Peacock. Coming up, the holiday shopping season by the numbers. How much will the average family spend? Why it's a good year for procrastinators? And then later, got a great story. Award-winning director Spike Lee taking me on the tour of a brand new exhibit telling his story from his days growing up in Brooklyn to his groundbreaking films. We'll be right back. This is a big year. The Ohio Lottery's golden anniversary. 50 years of excitement, of growing jackpots and crossed fingers. 50 years of funding for schools, of changed lives and brightened days. 50 years of fun, and that is worth celebrating. So watch for can't-miss promotions, huge events, and new games that will make the Ohio Lottery's 50th year its biggest one yet. Learn more at funturns50.com. When you're hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging to connect with candidates faster. Plus, 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than three and a half million businesses worldwide that use Indeed. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash today. Just go to Indeed.com slash today right now and support this show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash today. Conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This morning in our series, By the Numbers, we are looking ahead to the holiday shopping season. So here are two numbers that may shock you. We're only four weeks away from Hanukkah and six weeks to Christmas. NBC News business and data reporter Brian Chung checking his watch here. Uh, you're going to help prepare us for the holiday season. As you mentioned, there's not a lot of time it's left. Yeah. Not really. And it's a busy time of year for everyone, everything, especially our wallets. So yeah. what are the numbers? Yeah, so let me give you the big number here. This is an eye-popping number I've got for you. $966 billion. There it is. That's wow. how much is going to be expected to be spent over this holiday season, according to the National Retail Federation. On a more relatable level, it's going to be projected to be about $875 per person. That actually, that sounded to me like a lot at first. And I'm like, well, it adds up very, very quickly. Uh, for what's worth, $620 of that is going to be for gifts. The remainder is going to be on food. So it includes both of those things. Okay, so the celebrations. Exactly, yeah. Well, food prices are going up as right. well. So. When are most people thinking about their holiday shopping, and when will they actually start to do it? Yeah, well, I know you've done a lot of I've your holiday. What's yes. it, 75%? 75% done? done, Okay, yes. I should have made that the big number. <laughs> uh, 52% of people said they will start by Thanksgiving, according mm-hmm. to Circana. 21% won't start until December. The remainder are going to be doing it during that Black Friday, Cyber right. Monday. Uh, I'm actually definitely 
definitely in this uh, demographic <laughs> right here. But what's interesting about this year, which is welcome news, is that we'll have an extra weekend to shop this year. Thanksgiving's early. Uh, well, Thanksgiving is early, and also Christmas is on a Monday. So you'll have that extra oh, weekend wow. to do a little bit of extra shopping. Yeah, well, right. that's good news for me. Well, yes. I'm very last minute. Uh, 72% will also see deals before Black Friday. So now these days, it's better to get your shopping done like you are before the holidays. Because again, a lot of these deals are starting mm-hmm. ahead of time. Cool. So Brian, what are we, what are we buying? What is it? What's most people buying? And then what, are, how do we save on that? Yeah. Well, I mean, I hope the people that are getting me gifts are going to get sneakers, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah, that's right? It's got to be sneakers, yeah. but look, 61% will be buying apparel and accessories. Uh, gift cards are also popular as well. So for what it's worth, yeah, it, you know, it's a very versatile, sure. easy gift to get. And, yep. it, and it just works. Especially for uh, teens and millennials. Exactly. Yeah, but for what it's worth, I want to you know highlight some categories that are getting cheaper that could be opportunities. Smartphones and TVs, electronics could be a lot cheaper this year, mm-hmm. according to the Bureau of Labor Statistics. And then lastly, instruments, musical instruments, for oh. some reason, are getting more expensive. So you're talking about guitars or drums. Yeah. Just be prepared maybe to shell out a little bit more. Craig's getting me a sousaphone. Oh, uh, yes. And well, now it was supposed, supposed, to, supposed to be a surprise. I know, now but I, saw, I saw it in your dress. Oh, you have to get something now. It's a xylophone, man. perhaps. Yeah. All right. You always give us one big final number. So yeah. what, is, what is it for this one? The big final number I have for you is 63. 63. This coming from Deloitte. That's the percentage of spend that's expected to be done online as opposed to in-store? That's an evergreen question, right? People are like, well, why would I line up for doorbusters in person anymore these days? Well, you don't have to. And a lot of consumers are are voting with their dollars and also saying, I could just do all this from my couch. So why don't I do that? 63% of people saying that. All right. All right. Guess guess the segment's over. Oh, no, we're back. We're back. I was going to say that electricity bill is pretty expensive. (laughs) We need to buy a new board uh, for Christmas. Coming up next, movie history, memories, and more all on display. A first look at the revealing exhibit that shines a light on the life and career of Oscar-winning filmmaker Spike Lee. Third hour of today, we'll be right back. Oh, we've been excited for this one all morning. We're back with an exclusive first look at an exhibition that turns the lens on one of Brooklyn's most famous sons. Academy Award-winning director Spike Lee. That's right, Craig. He has been creating groundbreaking films for decades since the debut of She's Gotta Have It in 1986. But here's what I learned during a private tour from the man himself. When you head into the Brooklyn Museum for creative sources, if you think you know Spike Lee, think again. This is a chance for people, especially from the Republic of Brooklyn, New York, to see all the stuff I've had on my walls, in my homes, in my office, and in storage. Here at the Brooklyn Museum, the Spike Lee Creative Sources exhibit connects the director of Do the Right Thing, Malcolm X, Inside Man, and Academy Award-winning Black Klansman to the people, places, and ideas that have inspired him. The first thing they see is the posters from uh, some of the films. Your mom would bring you here. Yes, growing up. Not just me, my siblings too. So not just Brooklyn Museum, but plays. She was in libraries, and she did a great job. As a kid, comics and baseball cards were his prized possessions. At 66, Lee's collection has evolved, and he's carefully curated half of his nearly 1,000 pieces of art and memorabilia for viewing. This is original album cover for the Bad Album. Right there, Prince's guitar. This is the original ANC flag, African National Congress. It was signed to me by Nelson Mandela and Winnie. To Spike, yours a stroke, Nelson Mandela. Wow. Vintage posters autographed by influential filmmakers also lining the walls. The great, great Federico Fellini. To my friend Spike, 
much work and much luck. This is Sign Me from Steven Spielberg. Spike, Jaws almost ate me alive. Your friend, Steven. <laughs> Godfather 1 and 2. Signed to me from Francis. And galleries filled with sports memorabilia. This is the next room right here. May 8th, 1970. How was that game seven? This is the net for one of those games. My father was taking me to Nick games. I'm like, me and my father were not sitting courtside. <laughs> We were in the last row. What's interesting about this too is there's very personal stuff in here. Yeah, the family section is very personal. And, and I just lost my father. Yeah. You know, he was 94 years old. My father, Bill Lee, great composer, jazz bassist. He did the score for She's Gonna Have It, School Days, Do the Right Thing, Mo' Better Blues. But what's funny is we were growing up, and my father would come in the house and we'd hear Motown and the Beatles, turn that bad music off. He was a jazz purist. We were turning it down and put our ears back to the, the little transistor radio. How did that household influence who you, you've become? If anybody's seen Crooklyn, that's the Lee family growing up in Brooklyn, New York. Where did this love of film come from? My father hated Hollywood films, hated them. So I was my mother's movie date. It was to a college that those seeds came out. Lee's mother died during his sophomore year. But the third-generation Morehouse College grad says he's the product of his parents and the legacy of his ancestors. This is my father, Bill Lee. This is my mother, my father's mother. And this is my mother's mother, Mama. Oh. She lived to be 100. And she put me through Morehouse NYU Graduate Film School. She taught art and saved the Social Security check 50 years for grandchildren's education. My mother, my grandmother. They both went to Spelman. This is a letter my mother wrote to my father's parents on my birth and asked me. Wait, look at you. <laughs> Your grandson is here. He looks nothing like anyone on my side of the family. Oh, a black spiky hair. Wait, is that where Spike came from? No. <laughs> His Spike was a tough baby. The baby's name is Shelton Jackson Lee. That's myself, my sister Joie, my late brother Chris, and my brother David, who's a photographer. This is Tanya and I, I'm beneath the Brooklyn Bridge. Lee's wife of 30 years, Tanya, and daughter Satchel, and son Jackson's portraits appear as well. What brings you joy? Number one is family. Mm -hmm. I know it's a cliche, but time flies. I mean, what, you're a grandfather, right? Yeah. Come on now. What do you want your legacy to be? The legacy is really with Satchel Jackson. Jackson's worked for me now, 40 acres. Satchel's a grad school. She's a great photographer. And uh, just keep it going. What do you want people to know about Spike Lee? I know everybody in the world's not gonna be able to come here or wanna see this, but I think that there's a great possibility of who they thought I was will be changed once they see this exhibition. Who do you think people think Spike Lee is? Depends who you ask. <laughs> That's the answer. That's the answer right there. 
I just I could have oh, talked man. to him for hours. It was and it's a it's a fantastic exhibit mm. and a great museum. So it, it's worth the trip over to Brooklyn. He he seemed full of like life and energy and very excited about this this new project. Well, it, listen, it, it it reflects him and his family. It, it's it's a complete look at him, you know, because he's he's a historian, he's a filmmaker, he's a philanthropist, he and he's a funny guy. Yeah. I, people don't and realize he didn't collect it. these things knowing he would have a museum one day. No, like just, these were just his favorite things. Things he loved. Loves. Yeah, he loves. Cool. Uh, Spike Lee Creative Sources runs through February. Spike also a tenured professor at NYU where he attended film school. Spike's actually finishing up uh, a documentary right now on Colin Kaepernick. Uh, a lot more to our conversation and we'll have it all for you in an extended cut at 1030 this morning streaming on our Today All Day channel on Peacock or your smart TV. That was a great, really conversation. great conversation. Thanks. All right. Well, when we come back, singer-songwriter Jewel is here live to tell us about her latest project, which fans are going to love. Then, as we continue to honor our veterans, we're shining a light on one organization going above and beyond to help military women and men when they return back home. We'll be right back. The City Music Series on today is proudly presented to you by City. It's hard to believe it's been 25 years since singer-songwriter Jewel released that song, Hands, off her sophomore album, Spirit. Well, that record went platinum four times and became a fan favorite. And over Jewel's three-decade career, she has released 13 studio albums, earned four Grammy nominations, and sold more than 30 million albums worldwide. Now, now Jewel is releasing a special 25th anniversary edition of Spirit. And she's with us this morning. Good morning. Celebrate. Congratulations. Good morning. Well, thank you. I just want to acknowledge Al. Al, you've been in my life since I was a baby. Wow. So, <laughs> pictures. Wow. Well, that, when you first came here, I remember. It's a thing in my life. Oh, thank <laughs> you. Thank you. I mean, it's hard to believe. Twenty-four. You were 24 years old when it came out originally. On that one. Yeah, I was discovered homeless when I was 18. Mm. My first album came out when I was 19. Took a while to take off, and then, yeah, this was my, my sophomore album. Yeah. What do you remember most about that time? I remember everybody saying, the sophomore slump. This is oh. going to be hard. This is going to be a hard mm-hmm. album. And I was like, why are you guys doing this to me? <laughs> this is terrible. But I was really lucky when I was homeless. I actually read a book about how contracts work in the music business. And I turned down a million-dollar signing bonus. And mm. I took the biggest back end anybody had ever been given, just betting on myself. Mm-hmm. And I ended up selling 15 million albums. Mm, wow. Smart bet. And so it ended up being a really good bet. And I was like, wait a minute. I can either say I ha- this is so much pressure. I have to follow up this huge album. Or I can say I have no pressure. I just mm-hmm. made a lot of money. Right. I just won the lottery, and I get to do whatever the heck I want. So I took all the pressure off, and I, I just that. made a, a song, Hands, that just mm-hmm. kept talking about kindness. My label was like, really? That's the whole bridge. I'm like, yep, in the end, only kindness yeah. matters. That's the bridge. I love it. And, and you bet on yourself. Risks. That's yeah. amazing. So this new album has a lot of fan favorites. It also has some new music. How did you decide which songs to did you pick from to put on this album? The secret is I didn't because... <laughs> In the 90s, the internet was just starting, and I would lose all my songs. And mm. I would get on there and go, does anybody have a bootleg of a song I just wrote? Mm. And the same guy, Alan, always wrote me back with, like, I have this bootleg, I have this bootleg. Mm. So I was like, do you want a job? <laughs> and so I hired him. Ever since 94, this lovely gentleman has worked for me. So he made this album. Really? He picked random, crazy stuff I didn't even know existed. Outtakes from the studio of, like, a six-minute improvised opera about a B-52 
be. <laughs> I didn't know I did that. He knew I did that. And so there's some really cool stuff on here fans will really love. You know, and, and beyond your music, Julie, you've, you've had a big impact uh, advocating for mental health. And you're in the second year of, of your, your, your mission called uh, Not Alone Challenge. So, yeah. t- so tell us about this. Yeah, the Not Alone Challenge was started last year. It ended up being the biggest mental health initiative in history for social mm. media. We got in front of 1.6 billion eyeballs, wow. shockingly. What's cool is my kids run it, our foundation. I have a foundation. We help kids with suicidal ideation. Right now, one in four kids are contemplating taking their life. That's mm. an unacceptable statistic. So we're not just raising awareness with this challenge. We're also putting tools into people's hands so that people can have an actionable real thing they can do right now because there's not enough therapists right now. We have a mm-hmm. shortage. So we have auction items. Uh, I'm flying somebody to Telluride, Colorado, where I'll eat dinner with them and do a show. Yeah. We have athletes, celebrities, CEOs doing mm-hmm. mentorship packages. Um, so it's been a really fun thing. Your son, Case, he's 12, as, as we understand it. Has he expressed an interest in the family business? Is he a budding musician, perhaps? You know, he plays drums. Yeah. He's come out on the road with me. Look at him. I can't take it. Oh, I need a moment. I'm going to cry. Yeah, he plays with me on tour. He uh, just, he really loves it. He's not afraid at all. It's strange. I love the headband. Wow. Yeah, I love it. It's a cool look. It has a cool look. I love it. Joe, thank you. Thanks yeah. so, thank much. You so much. If people want to learn more, they can go to notalonechallenge.org. Notalonechallenge.org. And by the way, Spirit, the 25th anniversary deluxe edition, it's out next Friday. That's November 17th. Thank you so much. Thank you, guys. When we come back, a veteran who is still answering the call to service, the incredible mission to improve and save the lives of military men and women right here at home. We'll be right back. Why are smart businesses graduating to NetSuite by Oracle? Because NetSuite eliminates the expense of multiple business systems by consolidating your operations together into one. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, and HR into one platform and one source of truth. NetSuite reduces IT costs because it lives in the cloud with no hardware required, so you can access it from anywhere. You cut the cost and headaches of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. Bringing all your major business processes into one platform improves efficiency, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move, so do the math. You'll see how you'll profit with NetSuite, too. And now, by popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Just go to netsuite.com slash podcast25 for more information. That's netsuite.com slash podcast25. Join Hoda Kotb for a brand new season of her podcast, Making Space. For season five, I am making space to talk to people who are providing a sense of hope and inspiration when life changes course. Uplifting conversations with inspiring individuals like NFL legend Drew Brees, singer-songwriter Ziggy Marley, and today's show co-anchor Savannah Guthrie as you have never heard her before. I found faith more viscerally, not because the bad thing didn't happen, but because it did. I promise you, like me, will leave these conversations with some wisdom for your own journey, empowered and inspired to make space in your own life. New episodes of Making Space with Hoda Kotb are released every Wednesday. Listen now wherever you get your podcasts.
All morning, we've been honoring our military men and women in honor of Veterans Day. And recently, I had the chance to learn about one amazing organization. It's led by retired Air Force Lieutenant Colonel Jim Lorraine. He spent 22 years in the military, including nine combat deployments. Well, now he's on a mission right here at home. We have to start having a relationship with veterans. There's such an enormous military-civilian divide, and it's growing wider and wider, and we need to close that. For 22 years, veteran Jim Lorraine looked after his fellow soldiers as a combat nurse in the Air Force. I was put into positions and situations that I honestly, that wasn't what nurses do. And it was tough. It was not what I was necessarily prepared for, but we, you know, we got through it. After retiring, the lieutenant colonel saw firsthand the unique challenges veterans face when adjusting to life back home and took on a new mission, preventing veteran suicide through his nonprofit America's Warrior Partnership. So how exactly does AWP come in to just help and take those steps you need to, to live a, a normal life? First, we have a conversation with them. It's not an algorithm on an app. We stick with them, we connect them, to services, both national and local. And we serve as a broker between the two. In 2020, veteran suicide was reportedly 57.3% higher than non-veteran adults. The organization hopes to reduce that number by improving quality of life through connection, education, advocacy, and collaboration. Why then is veteran suicide as high as it is. We have a suicide study called Operation Deep Dive and, and, and we're partnered with Duke University School of Medicine. Everybody thinks it's mental health, it, but it's mental health is a component to it, but it's financial insecurity, it's housing, it's employment, it's relationships. We know that it's a dynamic, complex problem that has to be looked at holistically. For Jim, this mission is personal. This year, I've crossed the threshold of having more veterans who, friends of mine who've taken their life than died in combat. We have to give a darn, right? And, uh, and the nation has to give a darn. By partnering with communities across the country, the nonprofit is proactively building and fostering relationships with those that need their help. It's long-term. It's not transactional. It's not, I need emergency financial assistance. Here's money our relationship is done. It's, we need emergency financial assistance, but what got you into that point to begin with? And then how do we get you out of this? And then how do we move you forward? Have you ever had anyone personally tell you this partnership has saved their life? Yes, I've had a couple of people. There's others that, that have called who said, if not for what you've done, I wouldn't be here today. We always say one size fits one. Our motto is together we can do better. Over the years, America's Warrior Partnership has provided support to more than 60,000 veterans and their families, reminding all those who have served that they are not alone. On this Veterans Day, what can men and women like myself do to honor a veteran? What is the best way to help? To say thank you for your service and, and what did you do? Tell me what you did. And I think what you're gonna hear is some amazing stories of service and then you'll understand why that person is doing what they're doing today.
thank you for your service. What did you do? It's such a, it's such a way to open up a conversation. The AWP study Operation Deep Dive, it's actually currently seeking loved ones who have lost a former service member to suicide. So if you're interested in participating, you can head to today.com for more information. And if you or someone you know is in crisis, please call or text the Suicide and Crisis Lifeline at 988. And by the way, Jim's wife is a veteran. Their son is also in the military. So we want to thank them for their service as well. And I just want to point out, if you go to America's Warrior Partnership yep. website, there is a button right here. It says veteran support. You fill in the information either for yourself yeah. or for a loved one. Mm-hmm. And it literally just a couple blanks you fill in and it will connect you with someone who can just get you out in the community and just make That's you great. feel like a part so of the community important. again. That's okay. a great concept. So yeah. easy. It's a great Veterans Day yeah. story too. Thank mm-hmm. you. Well, when we come back, it's time for Superfood Friday. Joy Bauer sharing some ways to knock out that salt in our foods without losing the flavor. Third hour of today, I'll be right back. In today's Superfood Friday, we're going to take a closer look at how to manage high blood pressure. The CDC says nearly half of all American adults have high blood pressure, and so many of them don't have it under control. So today, nutrition and health expert Joy Bauer is here with some superfood solutions that can help. Joy, good to see you. Hey, guys. Joy, welcome back. So, so you said one of the ways we can manage our blood pressure is by limiting the amount of sodium we take in into food right. on a daily basis. And it's so obvious, but it's super important. And here's why. Sodium or salt draws in water, which increases the volume in our blood, which increases the pressure on the walls of our vessels. Oh. So that's the reason that why we keep sense. saying to pull back on sodium. Mm-hmm. So a few ways to do this, listen, salt is in everything, but you want to limit the amount of processed meats that you're eating, hot dogs, uh, packaged luncheon meats, sausages. Bacon. Believe, yes. Mm. Believe it or that's not, good. bread is one of the top sources of sodium in the American diet. So Hmm. an easy way to sort of significantly cut back is to just eat your sandwiches open-faced whenever you can or take the top a slice of the bun off of your burger and Mm -hmm. you'll significantly lower the sodium. And then the last thing is, sadly, condiments Mm. from the store, ketchup, mustard, salad dressings, yummy marinades, even hot sauce, sigh. (laughs) They're loaded with sodium. So you don't have to give them up, but you do just want to be mindful over the amounts that you're putting in your food. Moderation's the key. You're always good at swaps. Give us some healthy swaps. This instead of that. Right. So first, (laughs) instead of automatically adding salt into all of our foods, you want to take advantage of the flavorful and fabulous spices that we have. It could be fresh. It could could be dried garlic and oregano and onion powder, cumin, all of that stuff we love so much. And really, it's going to jazz up your, your foods and your recipes. When you're building soups, look to use reduced sodium broth. And if you only have regular broth or you get a deal on regular broth, cut it with water. Uh, So it's a one-to-one ratio. And guess what? You've made your own. And also, if you are in the store and you're buying canned soups, look for lower sodium items. Mm -hmm. And then canned veggies tend to have a lot of salt. And so instead, try to buy frozen or fresh. But I know a lot of people do have canned vegetables. And a great tip is just to run them under water in a colander. You could remove about 20 plus percent of the salt Mm -hmm. just by doing that. Are there any foods you can eat that will actually 
actually reduce your blood pressure? Yes. So potassium-rich foods are your best friends. And remember, the P in potassium stands for prevention. I just mm. talked about how sodium draws in water. Potassium is like the anti-sodium. It flushes out oh. water. Oh. So okay. some of the top foods, leafy greens like spinach, kale, Swiss chard, bananas, avocados, oh. all the potatoes all and the yams, all the potatoes, and the yummy winter squash, mm. acorn butternut, as well as pumpkin, and it's pumpkin season. So that's great. Great advice, Joy. Thanks yeah, so much. Thank really appreciate it. it. Have a great weekend. You too. Third hour today. I'll be right back. Oh, Monday on the third hour today, big Hollywood stars. We've got Scarlett Johansson live. We've got Keenan Thompson and Kel Mitchell and Ted Lasso star Hannah Waddingham. Coming up on Hood and Jenna, country superstar Blake Shelton. By the way, you can catch more of Al Roker later today. You can't get enough of him. Can't get away from him. He and his wife, Deborah Roberts, they stopped by the Kelly Clarkson show for a very special Veterans Day episode, and they talked about Al's turn on Broadway in Waitress. I was going to say, was it interesting to watch him in that way? Because you was, don't normally. I was shocked. I was yeah. shocked. Because I had Were you more nervous? I, was, I think she was more scared because I was going to make a fool of myself. No. No. But you get one not, live. Didn't and he wouldn't sing that much for us at home. I think he was a little self-conscious. So when we saw him on stage the first time, it was yeah. the first time I saw him do it. And I actually teared up. I was like, Al actually can sing a little oh, bit. Oh, that's so yeah. cool. So it was really a lot of fun. And again, it was a really nice title of a song, Taken from an Old Man. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so you can watch it this afternoon at 3 Eastern on NBC. Check your local listings. It depends on where you live. But have a great weekend. Why wouldn't you why are smart businesses graduating to NetSuite by Oracle? Because NetSuite eliminates the expense of multiple business systems by consolidating your operations together into one. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, and HR into one platform and one source of truth. NetSuite reduces IT costs because it lives in the cloud with no hardware required, so you can access it from anywhere. You cut the cost and headaches of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. Bringing all your major business processes into one platform improves efficiency, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move, so do the math. You'll see how you'll profit with NetSuite, too. And now, by popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Just go to netsuite.com slash podcast25 for more information. That's netsuite.com slash podcast25.